All right. We got here Aaron Sirota, founder of Master Setter University. Super excited to have this conversation. This is a very unique conversation that we're going to have, nuanced niche, uh, but also just high-level entrepreneurship as well. Aaron has seen massive growth, super young, just crushing it out there. Very excited for this one. Thanks so much, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Antonio. Absolutely. Let's just dive right into it, man. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, you know, where you've been, where you're at today, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Aaron. I am currently in Austin, Texas. I am 22 years old. And just a quick background on my story. I was from born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'm Canadian. And basically my whole dream when I was a, you know, as a child and in high school was to be a commercial pilot. So everything I did up to, you know, very not related to what I'm doing now, but my whole goal was to be a commercial pilot. I got grades in school, took all the classes to go to school. And when I was 19 years old, I went to this uh, flight school called Seneca College and I failed out in the first semester. It was a really academically brutal program. Um, and it was, I actually was 18 years old and I failed out after three months and it was the first kind of wake up call that I'd ever had. Um, I was living in Toronto with my, with my dad and my stepmom. And after I failed out, I didn't know what to do with myself. And so I started working at this grocery store. And I really started to realize like what my life was going to look like if I didn't figure out something for myself. I was always kind of interested in making money online, but I never really thought it was possible for me. I didn't think I could be confident on camera or doing a podcast or anything like that. So I didn't really go after that, but I worked at the grocery store for about seven months. And then shortly after that, I went into another flight school in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, which was, it was a flight school and basically it was just like not as prestigious as the one that I'd first gotten into. So I went up there and I was scared out of my mind because I didn't want to work at a grocery store. I'm like, I need to become a pilot. I'm doing this and that's it. So I went up to, I went up to Sault Ste. Marie, did that for about six months and I did a lot better, but then COVID hit and COVID completely changed. I think this, the entire landscape of business education because everyone went remote, right? People that were working, you know, especially people in tech and people in consulting, everyone was kind of doing in person, but COVID hit and everyone was forced onto Zoom, forced onto, you know, doing phone calls and working from home, essentially. And even though I wasn't working, I was in flight school, everything went online. And at the time, I'd also broken my wrist. I was at the airport when I was in flight school and I slipped on a piece of ice, I broke my wrist. And I went into this really, really low point in my life where I gained a bit of weight, COVID hit, so I was stuck at home, I was in Toronto, and, and then I couldn't go back to school. Everything was happening online. And from there, eventually I got my cast off and I went deep into online education. There's, I think there's really three areas of online education people know about. There's health, there's wealth, and then there's relationships. And the biggest thing for me was health. And so I... As soon as I got my cast off, I was remember I was scrolling on Instagram in bed. It's April 2020, super depressed, not in a good state. And I found this ad for this four week fitness challenge called, and it was from this gym called Best Body Bootcamp. Signed up and I got a call like 10 minutes later from this dude. And he started selling me this $500 fitness transformation package. I had never been sold to in my life on the phone ever. Up to that point, I'd just kind of gone to school and I've never, I never really gotten sold anything, but I bought the $500 thing and I just started, I, go, I went crazy. It was online Zoom calls, which is funny because that's what I do today in my business, but it was this personal trainer on a Zoom call 
yelling at me. And we did like these crazy 40 minute long high intensity interval training workouts. And then I also took pictures of all of my food. And over the next four months, I completely changed. We finished up online school, which was on Zoom for the flight school. But after that, during the summer, I was like, just went massive into my health and changing my body, changing my mindset. And then I started my first business, which was a fitness blog. So I heard about affiliate marketing. I was watching YouTube. You know, I had a couple of mentors. I was big into like Graham Stephan, watching hours and hours of YouTube every day, trying to find out because my body was healthy. I'm like, I wonder if I can like make money online now. I'm in a good state. So I went into affiliate marketing, made no money for six months, but I started watching people. A couple of names like Richard Yu was a big one that I had been watching on YouTube. I bought his productivity course eventually. And then I just started networking with people while I was in flight school. I'm um, trying to help people with their health and their fitness. And then into 2021, I started my nutrition coaching company. It was the first business that was more legitimate, the affiliate marketing. I was blogging for six months, didn't make any money, but I was learning skills. And then in, uh, in January 2021, I went into health coaching. And then I also invested in myself for the first time to get a mentor, which I think is really huge. And it was, it was like a small group coaching program. And I learned how to sell on Zoom. I, I think sales is such a huge skill set that, you know, a lot of solopreneurs and people getting started, they try to learn like, you know, how to create a website and they try to learn this skill set and get their LLC. But the first skill you need to learn as an entrepreneur or really anyone, honestly, in, in any industry, you need to learn how to sell and how to communicate. And so once I did that, I made like my first three grand, went into, went into fitness coaching realized that it wasn't for me because I really liked the sales process more. And then I got hired as an appointment setter for the guy I was working with. He had done about $2 million in sales. He was like YouTuber, online guru, Richard Yu. Started working with him. And that's when I took off. I made like three grand my first month, dropped out of flight school all remotely. I was still living in Canada. And then I started making like 10 grand a month. I actually moved to Austin, Texas in with him in 2021. And then we just started clocking numbers. We did like 150 in April 2021 in the business, 380, and then like 345, then 445, then 700. And I did my first 10K month, and we hit the 700K month in August of 2021. And then from there, I ended up leaving at the end of the year, going into sales manager for another coach in the space, helping them set and close calls. And then people started asking me how I became an appointment setter. And so I put together this one-on-one -on -one coaching program, started selling that, and it kind of all materialized to where we are today. Hired team members. I've got about 350 clients now from all over the world, helping people get into appointment setting. And really now I'm kind of zooming out a little bit and helping people get into online education, which is where Dude, I started. So I, I, I love this. This is amazing. And I appreciate you going high level on that story. What I want to do is I want to revert back to the days that you started that fitness blog, right? Because this is what people, everyone wants to know how you went about getting your first 10K month or eventually starting your own business to where you have your own appointment setters and you're doing 100K months and all this stuff. Great. But what po people don't realize is that Aaron, for what it sounded like a year or two, you were in the red. You were in the negative. You were investing in your education, right? Yeah. You were, quote unquote, sometimes along the way, I got stupid taxed a lot, right? I was joining courses, investing all these different things, right? So... I want you to give a little bit of insight about how important it is to start at a foundational level and build these skills because everyone thinks entrepreneurship is so sexy and that you can immediately start making 10,000 a month, 50,000 a month so easily. But I love the approach that you took in terms of 
reverse engineering it, gaining the skills first, becoming skill first for somebody else, learning through them, making some money along the way, and then eventually transitioning to your own thing. So tell us a little bit more about like in depth into that journey, how you were able to stay consistent and what skills we need to start really learning. Like you're saying some sales, but the floor is yours on that. Yeah. So there's a couple things on that. I mean, number one, and I was actually just a huge fan of Alex Ramosi and I was, you know, you know, working, I talked with him a couple of times and I was talking with him on Instagram yesterday. And this is also something I kind of learned when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad around assets versus liabilities and understanding that when you set a target to make five grand a month or 10 grand a month, number one, it's a very arbitrary target that actually has no meaning unless other than the meaning that you give it. But number two, your actual value in the marketplace has nothing to do with how much money you're making every month and has everything to do with what the relationships that are that you're building, as well as your ability to communicate. And so when I got started, my goal was to make two grand a month. Like that was my first goal to, well, two and a half, two and a half, three years ago. That was my goal. I looked into also like Shopify drop shipping. But the, the unlock for me was when I read books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I understood that money was not the only asset, right? And also investing in yourself was huge because people want to make the quick money. But what you don't understand is that money is only one form of an asset. Your behaviors and also your relationship, Instagram account is an asset. Your Facebook profile is an asset. Anywhere that you have relationships with people has value, right? And I think people overinflate how much money, like cash, like fiat currency is worth, and they underinflate how much other things are worth. But when you're getting started, like, first of all, you have to think about how you want to help people. This is the number one most important thing that I did going into things. Besides like the actual learning about assets and liabilities, if you don't know what you're how you want to help people on this planet, there's no tactic that's going to work for you. Like when I help people get into appointment setting, I help them understand what kind of thing they want to help people with, whether that's health, nutrition, like helping them understand their own story so that they can then find someone, people to work with that are aligned with that mission. So that's the first thing. Like I got into fitness blogging because I had lost weight and I took control of that area of my life. And then it was really just about sharing that with others. What are some skills you've learned through through the, your time of being in sales? You know, what are some fundamental things, mistakes you see young salespeople make? What are some foundational things you anchor yourself to in conversations? And just what are some good fundamental takeaways for our listeners? Yeah, true sales is service. True sales is service. I see a ton of people that try to master scripts. They try to master frameworks. And you will find that the best sales conversations that you have, and usually the ones that actually result in a financial transaction taking place, are the ones where the other person, you've actually helped them make a decision. The whole point of coaching, consulting the entire industry, regardless of whether you're in health, wealth, relationships, is about helping people make a decision and take action. That is the entire like that—that that is the entire value of the entire of, of, of online education is helping people make a decision. And so, when you understand that sales is not about whether the person paid you or not, and it's about helping someone make a decision, that's where you'll really get the unlock. And it starts with you. This, this is why I was so exciting. Sorry, Landa, cut you off. But th this is oh, why good. I was so so excited to get Aaron on because. This is the one thing the world doesn't see right now because we're so glorified by watching 22 year olds in Lambos, which nothing against yeah. that. But, you know, us, Hamza, we are bringing integrity into this space that 
a lot of the people on the macro level think that it's just like, hey, what's in it for me, right? When you're first getting into sales or appointment setting, I, I love appointment setting because I think it's a f- beautiful first transition into the into the industry. It's all about the reframe into how can I help this person make a decision like Aaron was saying. So like, I think of it in a situation of, hey, I am a doctor and my only job is to simply descri- prescribe if this person actually has a problem. And does my solution actually fit their problem? If it doesn't, there is so much power in being able to tell a client that you're not able to, a prospect, that you're not able to take them on. And by doing, that's actually going to result in more business over time because you're gaining so much credibility because you're actually looking to help people. So where did that shift come from you? And how are you able to translate that shift to young guys that are just in the industry, just looking like, how do I make money, Aaron? I don't care about any of that. I just want to tell me how to make money. The mindset is the most important thing first. So what what is some of the ways that you go about it in your university? Yeah. So yeah, this is this is such a huge concept. And this never ends too. Like, so obviously in my business last year we did in December, we did $110,000 cash collected. And that was a huge moment for me. But then when you realize that the money is always the byproduct of the action and the glory is not actually in how much money that you made personally, the glory is in how much money did the other people make that your clients, customers, your audience in general, regardless of whether they paid you or not, that's where the, that's where the true merit is. But like, it's really, I think the mindset going into it has to be, again, you're identifying what you truly want. And I think for people that really get attached to money, you have to understand what lifestyle you want. The reason why people are optimizing for short-term cash is because they're trying to buy things or live a lifestyle that impresses others and especially impresses people. It's all self-worth, right? I was talking about this with Alex as well on Instagram literally earlier today. And he was telling me, he was like, Aaron, like people, people get into this game for ego because they want to hit some number that they have in their head, 100K a month, million a month, 10K a month, whatever the number is. And then when you get there, you realize that it didn't matter in the first place. And what actually mattered was the people that you helped along the way. And he said, like, most people aren't successful because they can't say no to quick money. That quick money could be $10. That quick money could be $10 million. But when you say no to money, you say yes to brand equity. And this is huge. This is so important to understand. Like you said, like the doctor frame, when you can hop on a call with someone, help that person and ask for nothing, you are, they are actually paying you. They are going to pay you with goodwill, with attention. In business, I see this happening all the time. This happened with so many people that I know. I'm not going to name names. But you try to sell every single person into your program or your thing or whatever you're doing, regardless of whether you think they can be successful or not. You have no standards for who it is that you take on. And over time, you have negative word of mouth because... 20% of the people you bring on will actually be successful, right? If you sell everyone, some of those people will be successful. But the ones who aren't, that negative word of mouth is the invisible hand that holds down your long-term potential. And as you do paid ads, as you do marketing, organic, whatever it is, your ability to reach new customers gets more and more expensive, which decreases your ability long-term to have an actual like enterprise that's worth something. This is why guru businesses that sell you know, a thousand dollar course to literally anyone are not sustainable because eventually you're going to, you're, you're going to do this cycle. You're going to run out of people to sell to. It's going to get, you're not going to run out of people, but it's going to get more expensive to sell to new people. So the mindset is again, number one, understand what lifestyle you need in America. Like for me right now, 
you know, business is doing, you know, we're probably going to do seven figures this year, which is not important. What's more important is the other thing is the business is doing seven figures. I'm not personally doing seven figures. There's a difference between having a business that's operating and yourself. I only pay myself 3k a month. Most people listening to this podcast right now make more money than I do. Like if you think about that, I have an asset that makes a lot of money. That doesn't mean I personally make a lot of money. It's a hu- other huge mindset. It's the employee to business owner mindset. Most people hear like, you know, someone's making a hundred grand a month in their business and they immediately conflate that to like the employee mindset of, oh, wow, like a million Money hitting your checking account. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's totally different, right? And like, obviously you can eventually pay yourself that much, but it's lifestyle. Like how much money do you actually need to live? I live in North Austin, North Austin right now. I pay $2,200 a month for rent. I spend too much money on food. I think I spend like a thousand or fifteen hundred a month on food because I get like meals delivered and stuff. That's kind of expensive. But even like with the nice lifestyle, like four or five grand a month, you don't need that much money to live, even in America, even in an expensive area. And so the question is, what do you do with all that extra money? Do you buy liabilities or do you buy assets? So, you're, so how old are you right now, Aaron? I'm twenty-two. Twenty-two young entrepreneur, what has that been like for you growing up the last few years? Like you've had some massive momentum and acceleration. I have to imagine there have been relationships that have had to dissolve or distance yourself from. I imagine there's been a lot of, you know, uh, you talk about the power of the word no. I'm sure that you've had to say no to a lot of opportunities and things that may may have seemed exciting at one point in your life that just now aren't in alignment with where where you're at. Just talk about that journey and, and some of the you know, just some of the the loneliness that you can sometimes feel as an entrepreneur that I know Antonio and I can can relate to. I don't know if you could just shed some light on what your journey's been like over the last few years. Yeah, so <laughs> I did a personality test the other the other day. I was I was at uh, Grant Cardone's 10x 360. It's like this event where you go dive deep into your business, and I did the personality test there. And my personality type was analyzer, which is reserved and task focused. And so that's like kind of introvert, quote unquote, but what that really means is that I actually don't have a lot of problem with cutting people off. I know people do. I like I had a girlfriend in 2021 that I dated for two months. I broke up with her in a text and I haven't chatted with her since. <laughs> so like I don't have a problem with separation. So on the relationship side, I don't have a ton of problems with cutting people off. Um, that once I decide that, you know, I don't need to have them as part of my life. But with as far as like saying no, it's like priorities. You know, it's really about priorities. I was lucky enough that my dad is also a business owner. And so, you know, I didn't, ha- he, when I said I wanted to start a business, he was like skeptical, but he didn't like actively tell me not to do it. I know that a lot of people have the problem where their mom or their dad, like, like actively doesn't support them. And when you have a situation like that, again, Alex, Alex Hermosi is the guy that, that I think about, you know, it's like for your dreams to live, other people's dreams for you have to die. Right. So that's kind of the mindset that I have around that. But it's it's also you have to understand that everyone is going to every, every at the end of the day, you have to really understand that your parents and your friends usually when people speak things on to you, people are talking about themselves. They're not talking about you. When your parents say go to school, get a job, you know, live a normal life especially if you're a beginner entrepreneur, they're actually talking to themselves because that's either what they did or either what they think that they should have done more of, right? And so take most people's perspectives. Number one is like, once you set a goal and you're like trying to like see what, what are you trying to achieve? 
Find someone that has achieved exactly what you want to achieve and shut out all of the, shut out all of the other opinions. That's the advice. Because if you listen to people that have not achieved exactly what you want to achieve, then like <laughs> it doesn't, it's no, there's no logical sense, right? Yeah, no, it, it's so well said. And that was something that we had to do as we got clearer. I think the big, the big word there is vision, right? Like, yeah. and I, and I don't think clarity comes overnight. I think it evolves as you continue to just do the work and, and stay consistent in that space. But how are you able to understand what your actual vision is? Cause once you really understand like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the certain level I want business success. And this is what I want to engineer my life to look like. Then you're able to say no, because it's no longer in alignment with what you want to do, right? It's the question that I always ask myself. Are my habits a reflection of who I want to become? That allows me to say no to a lot of things, but I have to first find out who do I want to become. So what are some ways that young entrepreneurs are just people in general can really get clear on what they want to do? How are, how, what are some tactics that you are able to do? I know leveling up your network and getting around people that have seen success is one of them, but share with us some insight and some wisdom on how you're able to create a little bit more clarity in your life. Yeah, I think number one is you need to have a clear mind. The, my story really shifted once I started mastering my health. And even to this day, guys, like this past week has been really brutal for me with the business and just like having, you know, upset clients here and there. If you can't master your health and your mind, nothing else matters. Like if you're not working out consistently, like I worked out on Monday and then Monday and Tuesday were productive. And then I haven't had a major workout since then. I need to go to the gym or do something physically active. That's the beginning. Like having a, having your mind in the right place is the foundation. Once you have your mind in the right place, what I find is really useful for people to kind of find their passion or find their purpose is journaling or some sort of expression, either writing or speaking with other people about what it is they want to do is huge. This, this, this idea, and I've, I used to think differently, but this idea that you should just go silent, go ghost on everyone and just work on what you want to work on never really worked for me. <laughs> I had, you have to get social validation from other people. Like the driving force for human beings for, especially for behavior change is you need to have new behaviors reinforced and old behaviors punished. When I first invested into myself and I was learning how to be productive, it was in like a $500 productivity course. There was a Facebook group. I started talking with people that reinforced waking up early. They reinforced eating healthy. They reinforced going to the gym consistently. And they punished drinking. They punished doing drugs. They punished like porn and like stuff like that. And when you surround yourself with people, it's not even surround yourself with people that are where you want to be. It's surround yourself with people that have the behaviors that you want. Because if you do that, the natural human psychology is always to fit into the tribe. And so you need to engineer your tribe so that your tribe is doing, is rewarding the behaviors that you want to have in your life. Aaron, you, you are incredibly wise, man. I'm very impressed because I, I, one regret I have in my life is not starting with this stuff earlier. You are 22 years old and you understand this. We got started in this at 22 years old. Granted, it's been a very quick three to four years that we've been able to understand this stuff, but to be able to understand it at such a young age is like you already won the game. You really did. It, it, it's, it's amazing. Now you just got to continue to reinforce all that stuff through action and just staying consistent. I love it. And, and the big thing that you had talked about. A lot of people are very, are extremely unable to identify why health and fitness is so directly correlated to entrepreneurship. But I see it all the time myself. I am not in peak state when I am not on my game in the, in the gym, on my health. One of the biggest things I had to do was just the truth. I, I, 
I told myself all the time, like, stop smoking weed. That was the biggest thing back in the day. I, I had to make a decision of stop smoking weed. And like this, it, it, I, I don't want to come off as I'm knocking people that smoke weed, but just stop smoking weed. I promise you, I promise you it's not serving you if you're doing it consistently. I don't want to be vulgar as, as vulgar as I usually am about it, but it's really insightful stuff that you bring in here, man. It's very simple. It's not easy to do, but building out a network, staying around people that you are you know, as are going to hold you accountable to consistently leveling yourself up. I love it, man. So let's talk a little bit about your business as we near the wrap up point here. What is Master Setter University? Like what is the exact value proposition that you're bringing to the marketplace here? Yeah. So what we're really, really bringing is number one, kind of like I was just talking about community. Like we have a very active Slack channel with about 270 people from around the world where people, you know, are improving themselves. Tactically, what we teach is a lot of appointment setting and sales. But really, like the point of the program is to help you get hired as a setter, as a closer, and really just to help you clarify your vision on who you want to get alignment with. And we have, you know, I have a, I also have a marketplace that I built. It's like built no code. It's kind of like a SaaS product. It's built on Notion and Typeform, where we have people that come to me, online educators, health coaches, nutrition coaches, other people in the wealth space, people like dating coaches is a huge one that come to me and say, Hey, Aaron, I want team members to help me grow my sales, help me with fulfillment. They apply to the marketplace. And then our clients go into that, go in there and interview with these business owners to get hired. And so that's our, really our value prop is the same opportunity that was given to me with growing my network is what we're giving to our clients. Oops. I think you guys are on mute. Yeah, I was on mute. We're going to have to mark that so we get that edited. What's the vision? What's the vision for the business and, and for Aaron personally? Yeah, the vi- I wrote this out actually on a, on a Google Doc the other day. Professionally, the vision for me is build massive enterprise value and really build a online version of like Harvard Business School. I think that the way that education exists in the world, especially in America today, fails a ton of people because it prioritizes information over network. People will go to school for four years, they'll regurgitate information on their tests, and they leave. And some people, the people that are successful are the ones that built their network and built their connections. And the people that aren't are the ones that just focused on learning information. So the focus, like really like, (laughs) the really like the main, the, the vision for me is build I mean, this is my cause, right? My, I read this book, The Infinite Game, and they talk about having a just cause. My just cause is to advance humanity towards remote work through online education and mentorship. That's really like the guiding light for, for the company. I love it. Let, let's pause right there because there's a big word that you threw out is enterprise value. And a lot of young people, they let that go over their head because that is not something talked about enough for people building businesses in their 20s. They're just looking to quote unquote stack cash and yep. get their bag and be done. Enterprise value is what actually creates like freedom in your life, being able to actually grow a business while you're not even there and eventually sell that business if you'd like. So tell us a little bit more, very high level of what your definition of enterprise value is, how you're going about replacing yourself and creating enterprise valuable within this business. Yeah. So enterprise value, what that means is that you have a similar to like, this is why people love physical real estate, right? You buy a building, it can go up in value and it can also cash flow. So you can have people renting out inside there. People don't realize is that an online business can have the same properties if you build it the right way. If you're a guru and you sell everyone with a credit card and a pulse, then you're not going to build enterprise value. 
But what does build enterprise value is if you have a brand, can be a personal brand or not, it doesn't matter. I have a personal brand just because that's, I like, I just enjoy that, but you don't have to, but you build something that is a system that can operate outside yourself. It can be a system of people. It can be software, a marketplace, and it has value outside yourself. You could leave that business. You could leave that system and there would be no negative downside of, of leaving that system. That's what enterprise value is in general. Like there's different ways you can value a business. So like if you do a million dollars in profit, then there's like a multiple, you know, Alex told me about this stuff where it's like, you can get a five X multiple or a 10 X multiple it depends on like your industry, specifically your profit margins and what market you're in. There's a lot of different factors, but optimizing for that instead of optimizing for how much your, your bank account balance is, is huge. Cause if you, One, if you optimize for your bank account balance, you will never be able to sell your business. Yeah. And one thing to add there is what Aaron's doing so early on is getting rid of the key man problem in his business. That's what creates more multiple and enterprise value over time. It allows your business to sell at a higher multiple simply because Aaron and the business are no longer as associated so that when a firm comes to buy the, it's Master Setters University, right? So like when a firm comes to buy Aaron's business, they are not as concerned that Aaron has to be there, right? So a lot of the times when a firm's coming to buy a business, if Aaron's super attached to it and everything's being run through his personal brand, it's going to dilute the value of the company simply because Aaron's looking to not work for that company as, as forever, right? And so like when Aaron's gone, how does the company thrive? The, is that whole company built on Aaron's relationships? So the quicker you're able to replace yourself through proper management, through great leadership, that's creating mega enterprise value. But just wanted to to land there and let Landon wrap us up here. Yeah. So yeah, as we come to a close, this is called the Consistency Wins podcast, right? So we always like to ask our guests, you know, what does consistency mean to you and, and how does it show up in your life, in business and in life in general? Yeah. I mean, consistency is huge. When I was getting started, part of my 2020 journey was I was posting on TikTok every day. This is while I still was kind of like learning the ropes when I was like 19, 20. I posted every day on TikTok. It was this bicep curl challenge. It's, I don't know if it's still on TikTok today, but you can probably check it out. I did tic, I did bicep curls on camera for 96 days straight. Not because I was trying to like gain muscle. Obviously, you can't gain muscle like that. But just out of the act of creating identity. I think consistency is important, not only because obviously it moves the needle in your business or in your health, but consistency creates identity. And when you shift your identity, that that core shift is what actually drives results in your life. And so consistency wins because what you do repeatedly is who you become and who you become defines your habits and your habits define, you know, what results you get. Selfishly stealing that as a soundbite. So thank you for that. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome, man. So with that, as we come to an end here, how can our listeners follow you? How can they interact with you, potentially become a client of yours? You know, what's the deal there? Yeah, absolutely. So main place to hit me is on Instagram at the Aaron Sirota. Um, I'm also on YouTube. Um, I don't sell a course anymore. And so all of, most of the stuff on my course is on my YouTube channel. Um, we post there twice a week and then I'm posting pretty much every day on Instagram. Um, so Instagram, YouTube at the Aaron Sirota is the best place to be. Awesome. That'll be attached in the description. Aaron, you're a beast. Thank you so much for coming on, dropping some value and looking forward to continue supporting your journey, man. Thanks, man.